0: Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Fasig. This podcast is brought to you by PaleoWorks. Works. It's locally owned meal prep kitchen with a passion for paleo. They make it easy for people to have the nutrition they need when they need it. They deliver weekly menus of heat and eat paleo meals, athlete recovery meals, and bulk macro items for those of you counting macros, as well as a variety of side items that can be added to your order. Their meals feature 100% grass-fed, all-natural and hormone-free chicken, beef, and pork. They have pickup locations all over the place to make it easy for you to pick up your meals, and they also have delivery options around Nashville area for a small fee. Paleo Works wants to make nutrition the easiest part of your day hey thanks again for listening to the barbell voodoo podcast go check out the uh, website at barbell-voodoo.com for all your awesome apparel needs and also check out barbell voodoo private label we just want to be a part of anything you're doing and anything you need printed that's the place to have it done in the meantime enjoy the podcast All right. Welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo podcast. Um, this is episode 99. How incredible is that? 99. Um, the last double digit episode. It's a, it's an incredible time. I don't even know what to do with myself. But on today's podcast, we have David Kendall. Like, it, it, you probably don't say it like that, but that's how it's spelled and I think that's the way it should be said. I don't know it, it. moving forward. Kendall kindle um but so he is a friend of mine we met uh working at the same place in crossfit combustion in spring hill tennessee um the illustrious metropolis of spring hill tennessee and um he is a huge barbell voodoo enthusiast i'll tell you that big time supporter big time lover of the voodoo. And, uh, but he is also a great guy to hear his story. He has somehow started a revolution, not only in his life, that's kind of carried over to his entire family. And so, um,
1: welcome to the show, David. Glad you could be here. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on. It's been a, been a long time coming. We've been planning this for a while, haven't
0: we? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty great at starting conversations <laughs> and then forgetting about them and then going, holy cow. I need to reconnect with those people and then uh, getting them back on. It didn't help also that there was a pandemic and a, uh, you know, tornado and all that stuff. So, you know,
1: wait, wait, what happened? <laughs> wait, where are you?
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So welcome to the show. So, so tell us like you, you've had an incredible journey um, so far and it will continue to be, but like, tell me about, you know, going way back, why in the world did you even get started in this mess?
1: Well, I mean, before we do that, man, I'm going to be honest, I was a little worried you guys wanted to have me on here. I mean, you've interviewed giants in the fitness world. It's kind of a little odd to me. I mean, I don't own a box or a gym. I haven't created a supplement. I've written no books. I'm certainly not a doctor. Is this really an intervention for me tagging Barbell Voodoo on Instagram all the time?
0: Yeah, yeah, we we need that to
1: stop. I mean, I know I'm not your typical model that you guys are looking for, but I can't help it. Look, there has to be a market for big, hairy guys from West Virginia to model fitness attire.
0: I I think there's a whole market there that um, is not being tapped. I think you're right. I I think uh, we need to do a better job of it. Um, You know, we need to basically get the real guys out in modeling. And and I'm going to go ahead and say it now. Let's, uh, let's us let two get together. Let's get Roy and Jeremy. I mean, they sell it all the time. They're slinging it. Oh, yeah. And they own it. Why not just show it? And let's just get them all on, on online all the time.
1: Yeah, the, the most attractive uh, modeling studio ever. Four big <laughs> hairy guys. Let's do it. <laughs> Man, so... Paint. So, I mean, where to begin on on my fitness journey? Um, You know, I've always struggled with my weight post-Army. I was in the military. I got out in 2002. um, And, you know, food and I have a special relationship. Um, But as it turns out, if you're not working out every day all day, um, eating what you want has some negative effects on your body. (laughs) Um, I've always been a big guy, Uh, you know, and I I was kind of enabled along the way by, you know, people telling me that I carry my weight well um mm. you know when they found out how much i weighed and they're like oh well you don't look like you weigh that much and um you know there's a lot of self enablement and and pleasant comments cuz people you know don't want to offend you um you know what happened was i, I kind of ended up over the years overweight and i had five knee surgeries and was kind of told i would struggle with general mobility for the rest of my life i mean i've had five knee replacement surgeries
0: on the left knee just on one knee five knee surgeries
1: yeah. And none of it was from, you know, anything fun, but, um, you know, I just, I kind of made some bad decisions with that said though, I mean, wow. even with the weight and, and my health, I was, I was always active, played adult sports, um, you know, played lots of soccer, um, played seven years of semi-contact football, which is basically like full contact football without pads. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm real brilliant. Um, you know, coached, uh, various different sports, still coached soccer, but I kept getting more and more out of shape as, as we went, you know, I'd have, had these kind of stints over the past 15 or so years where I'd have this realization that I was getting out of control. I'd spend a few months working out and literally starving myself to lose weight. Um, but it didn't really help. You know, we, we'd have those, those ups and downs, that frivolous roller coaster of weight loss, you know, just up and down, up and down. Um, and it's really easy for me to, to lose weight. And it's really easy for me to put it right back on. Uh, I didn't really Kind of have one of those big wake up calls that, that some people do uh, or anything. We had, uh, you know, we had moved from our, our home in Nolensville uh, in 2016 to Spring Hill, and I was going to the rec center because I get to go for free, um, and I was going pretty much twice a month doing the big three, you know, bench press, biceps, triceps, the dude workout, you know, the lifts mm-hmm. that kind of make you comfortable, nothing too crazy, but nothing really beneficial to my health. So I mean. As you can imagine, Jacob, nothing was happening. Um, yeah. What so, kind of kickstart? Go ahead. You lived in, in – I didn't know you moved from Nolensville. I didn't know that,
0: which is basically where I live now. It's, we yeah, basically ha- switched places. <laughs> they have a traffic problem. We had to move. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Cool, cool. So you, uh, so you just decided to just start moving. Yeah, diet, diet I mean, wasn't necessarily changing or doing anything different, um, and so you're trying to. I mean, it almost sounds like you're you're mentally just trying to make that better, you know, kind of doing something is better than nothing, which it always is.
1: Um, no, for sure. Um, you know, I wasn't really seeing results though because I didn't have a game plan. Um, yeah. I didn't really have any goals other than I'm just kind of fat and out of shape, so I want to go work out. Um, and you know, I'm ex military. I've played all these sports growing up. I know how to work out. Well, I, I saw a post online from, from an old work friend, um, Justin York about CrossFit. Mm. And, you know, I came into to CrossFit with like the opinion. A lot of people have it's super athletes who haven't really made any bad decisions in life yet. You know, it's the, it's the games athletes doing extraordinary things. I was too far gone to ever do those things. <laughs> I mean, I've lived a hard life, right? I've made yeah. bad decisions. I'm too far gone for that nonsense. And CrossFit is nothing but tire flipping, handstand walks, and crazy gymnastics. It's not mm-hmm. for big guys. And that was my my impression coming in. Um, you know, I'd also talked to a couple people who had done it before, and they're like, "Oh, well, you're just gonna get hurt, and it's really bad for your joints." You know, a lot of misconception. Yeah. Well, I reached out to Justin. And I was like, hey, man, I just want to pick your brain on CrossFit. And he called me right away. And I'm sitting here thinking, all right, I, <laughs> Did you say I know <laughs> I'll call you right now. Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much how it went down. Um, and I was like, if he can do it, you know, maybe I can too. So, um, you know, he actually almost lost me when he said, all right, well, I'll see you in the morning at 530. And I was like, Whoa, wait a minute, hang on. AM? <laughs> like, I, I, I still have a couple hours of sleep left before, you know, before I get up. Uh, so anyway, I kind of walked through the door day one, Justin came and met me there and here's, what's crazy. He wasn't even working out that day. He just came to help me through my first class. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, I kind of had my own personal coach day one. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I kind of walked through the door at combustion and you know, that first class Jacob, I mean, it showed me a lot. Yeah. There were a few, what I would call elite athletes. I mean, you and I could probably name them from our box, but for the most part, it's just kind of regular people trying to be better with their health like all walks of life were in the box and they were all working away on the same movements and genuinely encouraging each other. Yeah. So I mean it was it was kind of eye opening that that day one. I also learned a very very important word uh, in my fitness journey, um scale. Like I scaled <laughs> almost everything early on. Yeah. And then, you know, just kind of as as I got to know people, um you know, I kept hearing about this one guy who, who was another big guy who was making all these big life-changing decisions, um, mm. Jacob, um, Faser, <laughs> uh, and his blog. So I, I went and checked it out. Right. Cause I, I didn't really know the guy. And, and even though I didn't really know him personally, that guy was kind of a big motivation for me. I mean, here's another big guy who's working toward a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if he can do it, surely I can do it. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. I, I'll i have to admit, and I need to kind of confess to that guy this past weekend, <laughs> I got some paint on his Fit by Forty shirt. Um, so I might have to get another one if it helps. Uh, I was painting our new church building, but I, I did oh, get paint man. on it. And you can ask my wife; she I was rather upset because it was one of my oh, no. first barbell voodoo, you know, style workout shirts. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's got it's got a big blue streak on it now. Wow, well, that's all right. You'll still wear. <laughs> no, for certain, it's not my church painting shirt. So you know, we'll be thinking of you every time we're in the building painting, which will be a lot. perfect. perfect. So, I mean, you know, kind of continuing on, I kind of realized early, um, you know, in the early months of CrossFit that I haven't, I mean, I've done a pretty good job of lying to myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got one of those A type personalities and and I kept telling myself time and time again, well, I should be able to do certain things like Mm -hmm. lift these heavy weights or do more reps or do certain movements. And that's not where I was in reality. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd try to do the heavy things and then I'd fail or, or you know, kind of, you know, get hurt a little bit because I wasn't lifting correctly. And then mm-hmm. I got into that vicious cycle of self-doubt. Like, why can't mm-hmm. you lift those things? You could when you were younger. Why don't you just go back to like bench buys and tries? You'll feel better about yourself. And I mean, mm-hmm. it can be a vicious cycle that's hard to escape on your own. Fortunately, for me, I found a box that doesn't really care about that nonsense. You know, at combustion, the primary goal is, is health and mobility. They don't care if you can lift all the things or do all the movements. They care how you move about your overall health. And they helped me kind of set those realistic goals for me. And that was pretty much the key to really kickstart the success that I've had, you know, working out nutrition wise. And, um, you know, just that understanding of where my limitations are and how I need to scale and what I need to do to live a healthier lifestyle set me down this path. Um, and I mean, we'll, we'll kind of we'll talk through that, but that was the big key for me, setting realistic goals and, and joining up with a gym or, or, or a box or, or any just fitness organization that has your mobility and your health ahead of PRs and these big goals that you see and lifting all the heavy things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and w- what you said is something that happens all the time when, when I I don't know that I've seen this with, with ladies and maybe it does exist, uh, you know, but, um, I, predominantly I've seen with guys where they walk in and they think, well, they should be able to fill in the blank, whatever that is. Um, and, or they'll see something and go, Oh, that's, that that looks easy. Let me try that. And you know, their form is terrible and they end up hurting themselves and tweaking something. And, um, it kind of goes downhill from that and then they're embarrassed and then they, they don't really know what to do after that It, it, it it's such yeah. a thing to get into of just going oh my gosh like i'm worthless and why can't i do this stuff these guys make it look so easy like whoever that is um and it's such a like because we're prideful people like we're people who are full of pride we we've had our our testosterone driven days. And like many of us are kind of like a little late for that. Now <laughs> we still, like want to be able to have that. And, um, and it's so tough. Um, but the people who are willing to work through that and continue to, um, grind and continue to show up and get through that, um, man, it, it's a whole new world at the other end of
1: that. Yeah. Checking my ego was one of the biggest things that, uh, that propelled me forward. And, and I can actually look back in my, in my fitness journey, um, which is, I would say still just beginning, um, you know, looking back every time my ego or pride got in the way, I, I didn't have the gains I was looking for. And, and I took a, a big dip in that fitness journey. And every time I went in with kind of the heart of a student, And wanting to learn more, not just about a particular movement, but about health in general. And I wanted to learn from my body and how it was responding, and how the the little intricacies are are matching up. You know why ankle mobility matters to how you squat and things like that. You know when I come in with the heart of a student, I always see very large gains. And and if I look back on like my PR days, if I look the weeks and months prior, it's when I brought that attitude of I want to be a, a good student of what fitness is. I'll see those big gains when I come in going, all right, I've got this under control is when things start plateauing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: like, I, so, you know, for me, like I was, I was like full guns blazing up until age 40. And like, at that point, like I just won, I, I didn't set any more goals. And so I really effed up things for the last like year and a half or whatever. Um, but like coming back, um, I've had an Achilles issue that's been going on for almost a year now. And and so I just recently finally went and saw a doctor after going through several other routes. I mean, I didn't just like, you know, man it up, but um, one of the things I learned from, from one guy, um, that, uh, Dr. Dr. Ben Moore with evolution, uh, PT, um, he's been on here before, but, uh, I went and saw him for it. And one of the things that he had me change was, was how I squat. Now, this summer, I celebrated six years of CrossFit, and a few months ago, I started learning how to squat completely different. I felt like Tiger Woods, who all of a sudden like changed the everything about his swing. Um, but um, because of that, because of of him working with me and helping me change the way I squat, because I I would squat with a really narrow stance, like that's just what was comfortable for me. Um, right. I mean, relatively, it's not it's not a narrow stance, like, you know, really like touching toes or anything, but it it was more (laughs) narrow than it needed to be. Um, but, and so it, that propelled me into this, like, you know, now I'm 41 fixing to be 42. And like, my goals are different. Like I don't care about getting every lift over 200 and all those kind of things that I had going up to 40. Like, it's more like, okay, how can I do this so that I can still be doing what I want to do at age 65, you right. know? And, and, and it's very, and so like I have 20 years, but I, like also like, I don't have to like do it all right now. Um, and so it's completely changed my perspective in terms of what my goals are and what I want to do. And so like, do I want to lift heavy? Absolutely. Like I, I will never want to not lift heavy. Like I, I teach strongman every Saturday. I want to lift heavy. Um, but am I going to do it? to a detriment of myself. No, right. right? So like once I get out of form and it, it with w- with a few exceptions, but like once form breaks down I drop it. Like I'm done. Like I'm not going to I'm not going to try to do anything like that. Um but it, the goals are just very different. As as you change and as you kind of grow physically, I mean it's kind of like what you're talking about like like now it's it's not um it's not necessarily that pride driving you anymore. It's like, what am I going to learn today? That's going to benefit me long-term. And, and, and it's a completely different mindset. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think it's great. It's, it's something that long, long long-term health needs. Um, but it's hard to, to, be a competitor with that mindset. Does that make sense?
1: No, absolutely. Uh, to be honest, I, I'm still kind of stuck, Jacob, on picturing you with your feet together, trying to back squat. <laughs> um, that's, that's an image that's going to be stuck with me for the rest of the day. We did do, uh, I, we did I'm grateful. Do, uh,
0: yeah, actually Spencer, my, my partner, he programs at, at, uh, the gym I own and he, uh, he, um, had narrow, um, air squats and like we used a weight, like, but like feet together squatting, um, for this, for this one, just as like a little, um, exercise and things. Um, and it was, it was super challenging. Um, but yeah, everybody's always told me like, Oh, I think your feet are new I'm like, Nope, feels good.
1: Yeah, feels good. Yeah. Whatever feels good. Well, I mean, sometimes the things that are uncomfortable are what pushes us to, to, to better things. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's a pretty common story. You know, and I mean, you talk about goals and, and obviously lots of people have kind of followed your story and, and, and getting to, you know, your fit by forty. You know, my goals, you know, as we talk about my fitness journey, were were actually pretty realistic, I think. Like I, I didn't I never was gonna be cover of men's health. Um, you know, I mean I'm head to toe covered in hair, I'm from West Virginia. About? Wait till this like modeling career for Barbell Voodoo takes off. No, fair care. fair enough. The the untapped Appalachian market, here we come. Um <laughs> but you know, body hair is wanted- great. I don't care. <laughs> it keeps my wife warm in the winter. So she tells me, so, uh, you know, to be honest though, man, all I wanted to do was just kind of shop where normal people shop. You know, mm-hmm. when I started, I was 337 pounds mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of cool t-shirts to be found in the three XL range. I mean, you've got normal clothes that kind of go up to XL and occasionally to XL. Um, and then you kind of have blankets with armholes in the three XL range and up. And I just wanted to be able to buy normal clothes, man. You know, I wanted to be able to walk into Kohl's or any other store, you know, I wanted to go, you know, do a race or an event and be able to fit into the extra large shirt they had because that was the limit. So, I mean, that was, that was my only fitness goal. And, you know, kind of how I got there, um, which I guess is is part of the reason why I'm on this podcast. You know, I, I put the work in, uh, it was just three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday week in, week out. And almost immediately I saw quick improvements. Um, but like anything in life, um, you kinda hit those plateaus. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, getting fast past that first plateau, um, it was key to to kind of get my wife on board with CrossFit. Um mm-hmm. and I'd been pestering her about it and talking about kind of, you know, my combustion family and you know, when she made the decision to come alongside me in my journey, while it was grumpy at first, uh, because it's real early in the morning, um, she's kind of hooked now. And and it's mm-hmm. her family too. And you know, I just I remember many days, many, many days where I didn't want to get out of bed and go work out. Um, and she pushed me to get going. You know, I mean I, I think the common phrase I kept hearing from her was, you know, if we're paying for it, then we're gonna go use it. Now get out of bed. She's <laughs> yeah. not a morning person and I am literally much bigger and stronger than her, but I know better than to cross her at five in the morning. Um <laughs> or any time really. But you know, that was kind of the push I needed for the next thirty pounds or so. Um Actually, she got down to 270 pounds um, in the the first six months that she was there um, and then kind of hit that final plateau and stayed there for several months. Um, And then, I mean, as you can imagine, what came next? I I worked out for for about three months, and I didn't lose a pound. Workouts Mm. got better. Lifts got better. um, But I needed a bigger change, and I realized – in that moment that my nutrition was crap. Now I thought I knew what I was doing, like, you know, eat the rabbit food and the chicken all day, every day. And I thought I was Mm. doing the right things and I couldn't have been more wrong. I was actually kind of starving myself. And, and with the help of kind of our internal combustion nutrition program uh, and you know, 27 health and wellness, I was kind of able to learn things about nutrition I never knew. Um, And now I know you've had a bunch of experts on nutrition on here, so I'm not even going to attempt to, um, to explain that there's, there's certainly professionals that, that the listeners can reach out to and figure out. But, you know, I, I learned things like what a macro was and, and how these things applied to me specifically, as opposed to, you know, say you or, or my wife. And, you know, I finally learned, uh, the hardest lesson of all the scale, it hates me. It is not my friend. It does not love me at all. And non-scale victories sure. are way more satisfying than any pound you, you gain or lose. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I've, I learned, you know, like how I feel is a much better importance to me um, than anything else. Like I like watching the percentage of body fat going down. Don't get me wrong. That's probably a pretty close second or third, but man, like the feeling I have when I'm on is like none other.
1: Oh, for certain, man. I mean, I went from throughout this, this journey, um, I went from a size 46 waist to a size 38, mm. you know, from 20% body fat to 13 from mm-hmm. poor mobility to better mobility. I wouldn't say we're good yet. I've, I've got a lot to learn, <laughs> but I finally fit into that XL t-shirt and that yeah. was a big day for me. Like looking in the mirror and, and man, let me tell you, it looked good. I didn't just put it on. Like I had the confidence looking at myself in the mirror that I had done something
0: yeah. and
1: even though the weight really no longer mattered to me, and it, it still doesn't, I lost a hundred pounds.
0: Mm. That's awesome. It's huge, and you know, just just everything with that. Just you know, the confidence you're talking about, like you just kind of kind of nonchalantly threw it out there, but like that's huge. You know, being able to look at yourself with a completely different view, with a completely different mindset, with all of a sudden a way of not just going well yeah but like acceptance and going well done sir like you know that, that's just right. that's an incredible incredible thing um and so congrats that's amazing Thank <laughs> you you know that's an incredible incredible thing and um yeah I I know that feeling also well that of that look you know just going yeah
1: yeah it was really weird i spent like 30 minutes in front of the mirror from all angles like hey how you doing it was it was pretty silly i'm not gonna lie i'll I'll confess to all the listeners i got i got pretty silly that day but here i am now like that's yeah that's it that's that's how we got here
0: yeah that's that's incredible um and so now how long have both you and your wife been going how how long has that the 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 team been doing it. so there.
1: i'm on uh i'm almost a year three um you know it'll be year three here in a few months uh mm-hmm. and jen's a, a little over a year year and a half i think okay um yeah i'm, I'm horrible with times it, it seems like yesterday and it seems like so long ago all at the same time um but year and a half for for jen and almost three years for me
0: yeah that's awesome it's about half the time um And she's been making incredible progress too. I mean, I I just see that through social media, but, um, she, she's been killing it just like you. And, um, I mean, you guys are the poster children for like CrossFit and like how it can impact your family. Like, do you guys notice that you, um, like, do you guys live differently now? Like, um, in terms of activity and stuff you do, like, are you much more energetic? Like, has it done anything
1: different for your relationship? Yeah. I mean, one of the things that, uh, that Jen and I have always done well is kind of take care of each other. Um, you know, we're, we're blessed with a, with a great marriage and, and, you know, we're, you know, adults, but at sometimes we're, we're sixth grade middle school kids falling in love all over again. Um, and that's a lot of fun, but you know, with the, um, introduction of a fitness-based lifestyle into our marriage. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to say things have improved because it's not like things weren't great before, but things are a oh, little sure, bit different. Sure. Um, yeah. you know, now she has, while I have an addiction to buying lots of barbell voodoo stuff. She now has an addiction to buying lots of workout gear as well. Um, and, and <laughs> we spend, Probably 10% of our, our annual income on, on fitness gear and, um, oh you know, <laughs> um it's, uh, it's it, some of my friends have it a little worse than I do, but, um, you know, we're, we're constantly waiting for new releases to come out and, um, you know, she's, she's built lasting friendships, uh, and family based relationships with, with our box and, um, you know, just been able to work out with other females. Uh, my wife's mm-hmm. naturally an introvert. And this has brought her out of her shell with other people and not just me a little bit. And that's been fun to yeah. watch. Um and, you know, as far as around the house, I mean, we do take walks and she hates running, but she will go run with me, albeit very slowly. Um, you know, bike rides, et cetera. We are getting mm-hmm. more active as a family. Um, and then obviously food choices, you know, we're we're more cognizant of uh, while we're not great at it, um, and, and obviously during the past few months, everybody's kinda Fallen a little bit off the wagon uh, with what's been going on in the world, but uh, we are more cognizant <laughs> a little bit. You're of, so
0: generous. Just say a little bit.
1: <laughs> I'm swimming in a deep ocean of regret. Here, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the deep ocean of regret. But I mean, we are being more cognizant of it. And when she cooks, you know, she's she's putting the time and effort in to to fix something healthy. And and when I cook. um, so anyway, when she cooks, uh, we're doing some things that are very healthy, and and when I cook, it's anyway. Have I told you she's she's a good cook? Um, I don't I don't make a whole lot of good good decisions when left to my own devices, but having her a- alongside me to do it together has been a lot of fun, and just working out while we were stay at home and our our box was closed, doing that as a family and having her instigate that. And what's mm. even more fun is you know like when. I've got kind of a back thing and, and I need to stretch and I can't really go into the box. She's getting up on her own and going. And and those are the things that kind of continue to inspire me and and, and kind of our family and friends around us. Yeah.
0: So you, do you have a home gym
1: yet? No. Um, and I'm not going to. Um, really? I'm not going to. Yeah. And, and here's why I, I am not what I would consider self motivated. I would do a, I'm looking forward to the day when I can legitimately do nothing. I will do nothing well. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I'll excel at it. Uh, I draw a lot of um, my inspiration, not necessarily from following others, but from from the group atmosphere that is CrossFit. And I think that's why it's worked for me. Um, mm-hmm. If left to my own devices, I will make a bad decision. Um, and that's not to say anything about my character. Don't Don't hear me incorrectly. When it comes to fitness and health, I draw on the energy of, of others in that classroom and it propels me to, you know, to better heights and better things for myself. And my concern is, you know, I'll get a home gym and I'll start working out at home and attempting to replicate the things I have, Mm -hmm. but I won't be able to finish a wad early and then help someone else and encourage them. Or I won't be, I'll be struggling on something and no one will be there to, to encourage me. I really thrive in that group environment. And what I during uh, working out at home with the pandemic, we kind of fall back into our own ways. I had a rower sitting here in front of my office, and uh, every time anyone tried to interrupt me during the workday, they'd have to row 500 meters. Well, I'm like, I'm going to row all the time and do do a lot of things. And I ended up starting out pretty good for a couple weeks, but I did the same things over and over again. You know, I love to row because I'm good at it. I love kettlebell swings because I'm good at it. Well, mm-hmm. you can only do so many kettlebell swings and, and rowing before you start forgetting about the rest of the workouts and the rest of the muscles. And, and yeah. these home wads that I started putting together for myself were the ones I was comfortable with and mm-hmm. started sliding back into the things uh, I did before. So I kind of thrive in that group environment. And I think that there are a lot of people um, who are the same way. I mean, mm-hmm. some of us are super fitness-driven and you know, others, others really need that, that group class.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I'm totally that way as well. I would much rather have people. Um, the only reason that I had, well, I still have a home gym, is that because, uh, well, pre-pandemic, people would just come over and work out. So, like, I would have people, and I would go, "Oh, okay, well, that, those are my people." Like when they work out, I'm working out, and you know that kind of stuff. That that's how it worked for me. It's it's rarely, r- very rare. That i just go, you know, I'm going to go get a workout in
1: by myself. Yeah. You know, it's 2.30 like, PM. Let's, let's go lift weights. Um, yeah. I did enjoy seeing all the posts of you carrying that sled up and down your street. I can only imagine what your neighbors think.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's great. Um, I, I have a access to some tires right now and, uh, I wanted to see if I can get my friend to pick me up some from my house. He he picked us up like five or six for the box. Um, and man, I was tire flipping this week and there's a huge one that he brought us and it is a chore to, <laughs> to flip. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't done this. You, you, you had said earlier, CrossFit is all about this tire flipping and stuff like that. It's what people say all the time. People always say that. Right. And I did not flip a single tire in CrossFit until, um, maybe year four and a half or five
1: like i've done it once man in in the almost three years of doing it i've i've had tire flipping programmed once and i even mm-hmm. think that was like a saturday special coach yeah. wad or something i don't even think it was part of our regular programming
0: mm-hmm. yeah and i only did it that one time because it was uh, something i wanted to do like i was working out some strongman stuff yeah. like before before saturday classes opened I would I would go in there and train for strongman for competitions and stuff. And uh one time I just set up a huge thing outside and had t- and I was like, there's tires. Let's flip those. Um but since I do strongman classes now, I uh, we're doing we're gonna do a bunch of tire stuff on Saturday. It's gonna be pretty fun now that we have these tires.
1: I need to come drop in and just flip some tires so I can say that I've done it with some consistency.
0: Well, it's gonna happen this Saturday, seven thirty AM <laughs> all the way in D town um well that's awesome well uh let's uh take a little break and then we'll come back and talk about hopes and dreams where you're going from now and uh man maybe you'll just inspire a revolution here to uh help us set some more goals for coming out of pandemic all right we'll be right back This podcast is brought to you by NutriShop Franklin. Go on by NutriShop Franklin for all your personal needs. You need supplements? They got it. You need your protein? They got it. You need a pick-me-up? You need to drink-a-bang? They got it. So go check them out in Franklin in the Cool Springs area. When you stop in and you see Kyle, say, hey, Jacob said you got some good stuff here. I'll tell you, you won't be disappointed because they have unrivaled customer service. So go check them out and tell them you heard about them and the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. All right. Welcome back. Please go take advantage of uh, our sponsors and support them. That would be super great and fantastic because they're still here for you even after and through the pandemic. No doubt. Anyways, back here with uh David <laughs> David Kendall, which I now changed his name to.
1: Um, they're going to uh, call me that forever now. It's your fault.
0: That's going to be hilarious. I love it. And um so, you know, you you've already accomplished more than most, way more than most. And you've been on a journey that's completely transformed who you are by taking a third of your body away. Um and and not only that, but probably took a lot more away, but then added a whole bunch of muscle in there as well. And so like, y- you know, you've gone through this incredible change by all accounts. You could be like, you know, I'm good. Let's just coast it on out from here. Um, like that's kind of what, what I chose to do when I turned 40, um, was to just coast it out and be like, I've done it all. I can die. Um, but then I keep remembering these teenage girls that I have that I probably should stick around for. So i got to change on that. But like, what's next for you? Like, where, where do you go from here? Help me figure out where I need to go in my life. That's what, tell me what you're doing and maybe I'll just copy it. That's what I want you to do.
1: Got it. I mean, we'll we'll try, (laughs) we'll try for sure. Um, Yeah. You know, I totally resonate with what you said early on in the call and and was kind of glad we were going to eventually go there. Um, You know, when you have this big goal that you set for yourself and you finally reach it, it's difficult to figure out what's next. Um, you know, I'm in better shape for sure. Now I run, uh, five K's all the time with my son. We do kind of Saturday conversations with dad and we'll kind of go run and do a five K and he's 13. Um, so it's easy for him and he kind of runs at my pace. Um, and we talk about all sorts of crazy things. Um, star Wars school, being a teenager life in general, uh, and that's been really good. Uh, I've done a few CrossFit competitions, uh, you know, with some friends of mine from the box and, um, got my butt kicked, but I at least completed them and, and, and showed strong. Um, you know, I'm saying yes to like obstacle course races now, even with my knee, Ooh, you know, OCR. My, Oh yeah. The, um, you know, the. The, the weight loss and just general fitness has made me a better soccer coach. Uh, I coach high school mm-hmm. soccer, um, you know, here in Williamson County. Um, you know, I feel like I can do the things now that we're always out of reach. So I get to say yes, a lot more. Uh, but with that said, where do we go from here? I mean, the only way, the only place to go from here without any common goal, uh, or anything to look forward to is, is down. Right. And it's back to, to gaining weight. And, um, you know, I think everybody's kind of seeing that a little with, with the state of things, but for me, you know, my goal is I just want to be the guy who's in shape. You know, I've gotten a lot of encouragement from people during my journey. And, you know, the congratulations on 100 pounds has been overwhelming. Um, you know, and I'm certainly grateful for all that. But now I just kind of want to build a life where I'm just in shape. You know, I'm not the yeah. guy who lost 100 pounds or looks better now or or wow, look at you. You know, I, I want that to be my life. I, I want to be the guy who inspires people to be healthy. I want to be the guy, you know, just like Justin did for me, who shows up on a day I'm not even working out and help someone take that first step. I mean, that's that's kind of my plan. I, I just want to be in shape. I don't want to slide back into things. I, you know, I don't want to lose an extra body fat percentage. I just want a healthy lifestyle, and I want people to meet me and know me for who I am now, both you know, personality wise and, and faith wise, um, but also physically, you know, I don't, I don't want people to, to know that guy before who made all these poor decisions. I just, mm-hmm. I want to be the in shape guy. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm still a big guy. Um, you know, when I lost a hundred pounds, I was still 237. That's, that's still big, but mm-hmm you know, I'm told to carry it well. Um, (laughs) but you know, that's, that's kind of my goal and just kind of inspire and help other people both, both locally and abroad. And it's been fun during this process, having all the random people on Instagram or Facebook that I haven't talked to for years or don't even know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, congratulating me and asking for advice. Uh, you know, I'm not the expert here. Uh, It's really just down to putting in the work and and, kind of trusting the process in your body. There's, there's no overnight success you can have, um, and once you hit a goal, set a clear goal forward, even if it is, I just, I just want to maintain, I want to maintain being in shape. Um, mm. you know, that's an okay goal to have a lot of people, um, you know, and there's value in saying, well, now I want to do this thing. Maybe I want my first bar muscle up. Well, m- maybe I do. Um, you know, right now I'd scaled so much to kind of get lean. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to show up and and do the best I can in every workout that we've got, um, and trying to remain consistent. So, Uh, that consistency is going to help. And maybe there's a goal I've got. Well, all right. I'll take that back. I do have a quirky fitness goal that I'm going after now. (laughs) Um, my favorite, my favorite workout on the planet is the aerodine bike. I love it. I love every bike workout on the planet. I'm good at it. Uh, I'm actually studying the science behind how to make it go faster. Um, Mm. And I want to hold the box record for every bike workout. Now, you see, there's this guy who owns his own box now um, who holds some of these records still. And I feel like I need to do everything in my power to hold those records locally. And what's crazy is he doesn't even know that he's atop that leaderboard and that someone, namely me, is looking at his times the night before a bike workout comes up. And I'm trying to scientifically figure out how I can beat that time. Well, I I guess now he knows, but... Um, you know, that's that's one of my quirky fitness goals. I I, I want to I want to be the best Is it so who is it? Who is who's there that has the, the starts, bike? With, starts with a J and ends with a A Oh really? Yeah. I had no clue. You yeah. y- you're still on top of several leaderboards, but uh I'm I'm working Ah-ha! to I'm working to unseat you. Every time <laughs> one comes up, I I work to unseat you. I just I love the bike. I'm uh you know, I have a unique style of riding it and I do the exact opposite of what everybody else attempts to do on it. And, and I love it. And it, it, it pains me to say that, that I always come out too hot and it, I pay for it later, but mm. I, I love the bike and everyone else hates it, but it's, it's kind of my jam. Maybe that's a secret to my success, you know, love the bike, yeah. love the rower and you lose all the weight. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's uh the bike is a is an interesting thing. It, uh, yeah, it doesn't affect me the the way it affects most people. Um but yeah, it's it's a fun we, they had a uh I had a guy the other day, like we were doing it was basically a, a deload week after Murph and we had a bike workout. It was like an emom and one of the one of the minutes was on the bike and um it was something like I don't know, ten calories or something like that. Maybe eight. I mean, it wasn't a high thing. the The intent was just just a bike, you know not not sprinted, but also not yeah. casual. You know, like. Um, and so, like, I sat down and, like, two bikes over, I hear it like kick up, and I was like, "Ooh!" Uh, <laughs> it's like somebody else who rides a bike like me. I was super excited about it. Um, but yeah, it, it most people don't choose to come out too hot, but like it's it, there's science to it though. Like there's, there's real life science to it that, that, you know, like that thing's not going to tick unless you get it going.
1: No, for certain.
0: It's just just not And anything below. I think if I remember right, 80 RPM, like it, it's going to be like going through molasses. You might as well be going like at no pace. Um, under that, that marker, in my opinion, um, in experience. Like, um, I mean, we're we're not the digits, experts. Yeah, and if you can get triple digits, like on that RPM, like that thing's ticking, ticking real fast.
1: Yeah, and don't worry. Your lungs won't hurt until you get off the bike about a minute later. So just yeah, give it all you that's got. That's right. Just burn it. Just burn you know – uh, I tell you, as much as I, I love the bike, and I think I'm pretty confident, it's easily my best workout. Um, it's my best movement is is the Airdyne bike, if you can call that a movement. Um, <laughs> I, I went and bought a road bike because that's what everybody's doing now. All the bikes are sold out, you know, worldwide. And we traveled around for about four and a half hours a couple weekends ago to to mm-hmm. get a new bike. And I, I found one, and it was my size, and I bought it, and it's super nice and light. And I posted a picture to, you know, the Instagram and Facebook and, you know, I started getting a bunch of private messages like, Oh, a fixed speed bike in Tennessee, very brave of you. And I'm like, and like I have quads, it'll be fine. Um, mm. it's not one of those multi-speed bikes. I pedal it, it moves. I found out very quickly on my first bike ride that it is a different thing <laughs> riding on the street and trying to go uphill on this tiny little bike with tiny little tires with just your quads. I have never been so smoked in my entire life. Now I was riding with my you know, wife and son, um, didn't show any weakness. I guess if they ever listen to the podcast, they'll find out. But deep down <laughs> I was crying like a little girl coming in. Like I was icing yeah. my quads in my office. Yeah. If a fixie is, is a, is a whole nother world.
0: And especially in the hills of Tennessee, it, it is, is a beast. Um, I, are you riding it on a free hub? Like you don't have to pedal going downhill.
1: Yeah. I don't have to pedal going downhill. That'd be terrible. Uh, I have
0: a, I have a friend that commutes to work every day and, um, there's a, an incredible climb that he does and his, is a, a pure fixed gear, like no free hub at all. Like pedal up, pedal going down, you know, like you, you know, and, um, And he does this, this climb every day on his way to work. And I do not understand he's a little person. So I think that that helps, but just incredible. So I, I personally look at you having a single speed bike as like cojones, you know? Oh, it's
1: something. Yeah. It's it's cool looking. I'll give it that. It's definitely cool looking. Um, but now that I have it, I'm on like maybe I want to start doing you know more and, you know, do a triathlon sprinter or, or two and I might need a real bike for that. We'll see. Nah, do, with, do the single speed. That'd be more incredible.
0: <laughs> I got some bars. We could convert that thing real quick uh, nice. to, to a tri bike if you want. Um, yeah. That's <laughs> one of my obsessions is bike. Like I, I've, for for a long time like worked on bikes and built my own bikes like that I ride and stuff and um like I have a whole tool section for just bikes in my in my garage and cabinet and bike stand people bring their bike I got a friend bringing him by two bikes today to that he needs some help with right on. Um, I love that stuff but but yeah do, man do I, m- there's nothing better than biking like getting out and just riding your bike.
1: Like, it's do so much you fun. know what is missing right now in the world besides bikes? They're hard to get. Do you know what else is missing when you finally do get a bike? Helmets. Oh, really? And I tell you that to say this. Um, we went for our first family bike ride, and I had to order a helmet off Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. And it came in like a week later. But um, I want you to picture me. I don't know if the people listening to the podcast can't see it, but, you know, Jacob and I are pretty big guys. Picture me with a child-sized bike helmet on top of my head stretched all the way around my neck and, and kind of tied off so I could go out and be street legal, um, yeah. on this bike. Yeah, dude, they don't make things that fit guys like us. Um, and no. you have to special order them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, bike helmets.
0: So there's, there's really no difference in safety wise between a, a cheap bike helmet and the an expensive bike helmet. What you're paying for with a bike helmet is the way it looks on your noggin and how how it lets air through, but ventilation.
1: I'm, I'm pretty sure we pay a lot of money on how things look over safety all the time, right? <laughs> but
0: safety-wise, they're all the same. Like They have to reach a minimum standard, all of them. <laughs> um, and also, just fun fact, while we're giving fact, you know, fun facts out, the lifespan of a helmet, I believe, is only like three to five years. Like every three years or so, you're supposed to get a new new helmet.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure this little brain bucket I was wearing the other day is about 15 years old. So, <laughs> you know, if I was going yeah. down, I wasn't limping away. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'd
0: it, stop the initial impact. <laughs> yeah, They're, uh, well, that's awesome. I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be sweet.
1: So that's where I'm at, you know, trying, you know, new things to, to get active and being careful about it. But, um, you know, now that I'm a, a little bit in shape, it certainly opened up opportunities to to go biking and hiking and and running. And, you know, uh, before it got canceled, I was doing a Ragnar, um, trail mm-hmm. race this year, you know, something, you know, three years ago, I would have never thought I'd even think about signing up for. Yeah. Um, but it all comes back to, you know, making some good decisions and, Sticking with my fitness goals, and now it's opened up a lot of possibility. I'm not one of those big fitness guys that's going to be out every morning. Um, you know, I think those of us that will listen to this podcast that are, you know, relatively out of shape, will will have some sort of deep down resentment for those super jacked guys and girls running up and down the road and doing all the crazy things. Um, you know, that's not going to be me, but but I can be healthy. You know, I can live a little bit longer, and I can put my best foot forward for you know for my wife and children, and and that's kind of the goal. Um, and I think that's kind of where you're at too, you know. Just, yeah, you know, we we've, we've made it this far, and what's next?
0: Yeah, I still would like to be able to do anything I want to do. That's I think that's the goal. Like, I just don't want to be hindered by myself. Um, right. That's that's my ultimate goal. And when that changes, that's when I'm in a in a terrible place. So, what about any uh, CrossFit competitions or in, any? Are you you still got those on your mind
1: as doing? Yeah, for certain. Um, you know, I've got a couple good partners. Um, I know you've had some, you know, really good partners uh, that you've been consistent with. And you know, the the real question is, um, you know, are we going to have any more? Um, yeah. You know, I know a lot's been canceled because of the the pandemic. I, I was doing row for a reason. Was really excited about that team. Um, you know, that we had put together, and you know, I love rowing, so that was going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, there are some things we were going to do that have kind of been pushed off, so. Um, yeah. I, I'd like to do them again. Um, you know, I still don't have that, you know, bar or ring muscle up. Uh, so it puts me in the the scaled division, but you know, I'd like to, you know, I guess eventually one day have a podium spot, you know, scaled wise and, and then kind of go on from there. Um, I think my, uh, my partner and I took fifth at the last one we did, mm-hmm. um, which is good. We had a really good showing on this kind of military obstacle course they had at the end of it um we we finished second overall which kind of bumped us up four or five spots to finish in the top five but uh, yeah i'd do them again um question is when are we gonna have them and i think everybody's just kind of waiting on that a lot of things have been postponed and rescheduled um you know i'll probably hop back into a local one uh first chance i get
0: yeah yeah well and you know so much as i guess in the air is a good word in terms of crossfit comps anyways right now and what that is even going to be like or be called or whatever going forward or say the same i don't know we'll see but um but yeah man well david i appreciate your time today i think thanks for being on here I, i love hearing your story and man you've done huge amazing things and i hope that every day that Somehow you remember um, how far you've come and celebrate that in some way, just every single day. Maybe that's just the way you look at yourself in the mirror or whatever, but man, it's, it's awesome and uh, super pumped about everything you've done. And it's, I appreciate you coming on here and sharing your story with us all.
1: Yeah, man. Happy to be here. And uh, thanks for everything that you do. And, and obviously Barbell Voodoo, um, you know, and the support that they give to just the fitness community here locally and abroad. Um, I'm glad to see them getting, the, the recognition that they deserve. Right. Um, and there's nothing but big things ahead. Um, now if you guys could just release everything at one time so I could buy it all at one time <laughs> instead of, you know, purchasing a cart and having it delivered from about eight mile, you know, eight minutes away from my house. And then you guys drop a new shirt that I immediately have to have. So, um, but anyway, man, this has been fun. I appreciate the time and, and obviously, uh, best of luck to you and, and all the things that you've got going on over there in Donaldson thanks man i appreciate
0: it all right i'll talk to you later see
1: you buddy thanks guys wow.
0: hey thanks for listening to the barbell voodoo podcast on your way out please take time to subscribe if you haven't already leave us a five-star review if you like what you've heard and also leave us a comment let us know what's going on with you if you don't mind stop on instagram Give us a little like on the IG at Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Also, you can find me there at fitby40.blog. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.